T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. I'm quite confident that when this finally gets fully adjudicated, not just a temporary order, right. uh, the, the validity of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard, hard hat on the job, right. to be, be careful on chemicals, it can put, put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. Really easy way to come at that argument anytime somebody says it, because you'll hear it. If OSHA can regulate hard hats and not being around toxic chemicals on the uh, job site then they can mandate you to have a vaccine as well. That's a stupid argument because one deals with while you're at work, the other one deals with your entire life. You can't mandate somebody do something that affects their entire life outside of work. I'm Ryan Wiggins. This is Wiggins America. Thank you for tuning in. So let me update you really quick on uh, something that I noticed earlier this week and is really amazing. So you might be familiar with the name Ron DeSantis. He's the governor of Florida. And no, I'm not talking about the news about him saying he's running for governor again. Uh, Will not mention the presidential election. I think he's being smart about that because Trump's going to run. And if Trump runs, there's no reason for DeSantis to run. He's just going to stay governor of Florida, and we can be happy with that because he's doing stuff like this as governor of Florida. Quote, he says, We're going to do something in this special session that's going to put people's minds at ease. It's going to save their jobs, unquote. So he's referring to a special session being called by the Republican-led legislature, both Senate and House in Florida. Both of the Senate president and the House speaker are Republicans, and they are on board with the plan that I'm about to tell you about, which is to disband Florida from OSHA. 
You might be asking the same question I'm asking. Get Can Florida do that? I didn't know that a federal agency could just be sort of snubbed under the Tenth Amendment. That does seem like the way it should and will be, but we'll see. Here's how Florida's doing it. The headline is, Florida will consider removing itself from OSHA. So aside from that quote from DeSantis, the uh, Speaker of the House, his last name is Sproles, he says, quote, if OSHA, the Department of Labor and OSHA, is going to be weaponized in a way to hold hostage businesses throughout the state of Florida, no problem. We want a different plan. We want out of OSHA, he continues. We'll submit. Here, listen to this part. This is from the Speaker of the House of Florida. We'll submit our own regulatory authority and say goodbye to the federal government. Pretty broad, pretty broad quote there. Let me read it again. We'll submit our own regulatory authority and say goodbye to the federal government. So there is precedent for this. There is an organization in Arizona that's got the name of something like, uh, it's not DOSHA, but it's something like that. Department of Arizona Work Ethics, something like that. Um, They existed long before this whole kerfuffle Uh, rose to the forefront on vaccine mandates and they mostly submit to the same things that OSHA says, but they're their own regulatory agency. And as far as I can tell, there's no other state in the union that's doing this, but Arizona is doing this and has been for a long time. They decided at some point that they would have their own department of worker safety and that they would enforce laws in their own way. That's not been a problem since its inception because and maybe it's because Arizona has decided through this organization to mostly follow the rules from OSHA but now people in Arizona are saying well we we're not going to follow that one and Doug Ducey and Bernovich the AG in uh, Arizona they're mostly Doug Ducey doesn't do much but Bernovich does and of course Karen Fan the Senate president and the legislature does they push back hard on this kind of stuff And they're pushing back and saying, no, we have our own regulatory authority. Yours doesn't apply here. Federal government, 10th Amendment. Love it. Absolutely love it. And that, it doesn't say in this article that I'm reading from Orlando Weekly, but that seems like the precedent that DeSantis is using with the legislature of Florida to move forward and disband itself from OSHA. Huge, huge thing. Uh, Because there's Supreme Court cases that are happening. And here's what's weird is that they were already happening. So there's a American... Uh, Hospital Association case versus Becerra. I'm getting that very, very close. I'm just reciting this from memory. It's a case that's coming up in the next couple of months that already was going to deal with this kind of issue, although it was specifically looking at the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, overstepping its boundaries. Will the, the ruling from the Fifth Circuit Court, which has dropped the vaccine mandate, Will that make it to the Supreme Court before this case, this Becerra case will? I don't know. It could. But either way, it's going to be dealt with. And it's a big, big case. Again, I've been talking about it a little bit here and there for, I don't know, since August when we found out what the Supreme Court session was going to look like. Nobody's reporting on this, though. It's a big, big case. Because here are the implications. If they say that the EPA has exceeded its boundaries... What the Supreme Court is saying then is that all of these federal agencies, which basically is how law is made in the United States now, 
Our elected officials are so far from actual law, it's embarrassing. We're barely even a representative government anymore because most of the government is unelected people like the EPA, like the FDA, like the FBI, like the CIA, like the NSA, like OSHA, like the Department of Labor, the Department of Farms, the Department of whatever. You name it, there's a department for it. They're all regulated and they're never elected. Those people basically took down Trump. Uh, the unelected government is what took down Trump. You want proof? The Durham report is uh, proving that right now, that the FBI was weaponized against a political candidate. And for two years, they undermined everything he did. Every organization in the federal government basically has done that. The FDA has done that. The CDC has done that. So this is a huge, huge case. Keep listening to this show. I'm going to be following it very, very closely. And hopefully we're going to get a good ruling on the EPA that will also apply to OSHA. Depending on which case makes it there first, we'll find out how that applies to the vaccine mandate, which in my opinion, looking at the current makeup of the Supreme Court and knowing, you know, Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh have not been wonderful. <laughs> we'll say that. But they are limited government people, and they always have been, and their rulings show that. And this is a case that's right down the center lane for them. This should be a no-brainer. You should have a 6-3, at least, majority that limits the power of federal agencies, which will affect a lot of things, including the EPA and this whatever this case is. That's really That case itself is not that important. It's the implications of the case to things like OSHA. So I'm predicting, especially if it's through the original case and not through an emergency injunction or an emergency case that makes it up to the Supreme Court through this Fifth Circuit, fifth circuit case, and hopefully I'm not losing. I mean, this is a lot of detail. I'm trying to pack in like 10 minutes here. So <clears throat> hopefully you're staying with me. And I apologize if you're listening and you're like, whoa, man, you're getting way deep. Well, yeah, I, I know, but to to even understand what's happening there's no way to talk about it other than what I'm saying right now. I'm trying to make it as simple, simple as possible. That once this case is decided, it could change the way federal government goes. Of course, this week also, I've posted on my Twitter, which if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Radio Wiggins, that the Biden administration is alarmingly close to just saying we don't care about laws. They're actively, so the Fifth Circuit case, they're actively undermining that case. They're saying they're saying to businesses across the country, even though there is no mandate currently, as we speak right now, for a long time there wasn't a mandate anyway because none was issued. But then right after the November elections, they actually issued through OSHA this vaccine mandate to businesses nationwide, and it was immediately within one day struck down by the Fifth Circuit Court. So if that court, if that is allowed to stand, nothing will change because the Supreme Court could just not take it. And then it stands. There's, there's no mandate. So literally, all this talk that we've been doing for the last two or three months now about vaccine mandates, they're literally in any sort of law, which the law itself is questionable, which is what we've been talking about for 10 minutes now. They're only for one day, one day, which was last Thursday, was any written law that a business might have to abide by for vaccine mandates. Everything else has just been pressure and 
public posturing and anything you can think of to avoid putting it down because they knew that, boom, the minute they did, it would be struck down and it would be an embarrassment. So they've politicized this whole thing and done it in a way that is so un-American. Back to the original point. Do we even have a representative government anymore? Or do we have kings? Do we have people who are pulling the strings who we don't know their names? Unfortunately, yes. But we're not completely gone yet. There's hope. Let's pray that the right outcomes come from these Supreme Court rulings. They put a check on power because that's their intention. That's why they exist. And that things move forward in the right way. I'm Ryan Wiggins. More to come. More world issues to solve. Maybe the next one is not quite as important than the one we just talked about. Trisha Seekman's going to come in. Stick around. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sprocket, old boy, what are you barking at? What do you see? Do you know what this is? Nope. You don't? No. You're about to. Okay. Worries for another day, Trisha. Let the music play. Down in Fraggle Rock. Do you know what it is now? Nope. You don't know what Fraggle Rock is? I've heard of Fraggle Rock. Oh, uh, it was probably. As much as it was got. 80s show, probably a little before your time. Yep. And it was not that popular even in my time. It was cool. It was a weird show. It's just like all the Muppet puppet shows. Mm-hmm. They're. A little weird, a little dark, mostly funny, mostly fun. I mean, Muppets kind of did that a little bit in the 70s. I was never a big Muppets fan for that reason. Same. But it, I appreciate shows like that because they're, they there's this element of adultness that makes it entertaining for both kids and parents to Agreed. Watch, agreed. But nice. as a kid trying to watch the Muppets from the 70s, my parents would push it on me and I would say... Okay, I'll give it a try because it's puppets. It looks like it's mm-hmm. fun. 
but then I didn't get most of the humor. It was over my head. And so if I ever had a choice, I really wouldn't watch it. But if my mom wanted to watch it with me, I would. I think the Muppets figured that out because they ended up introducing the Muppet babies. It, which I loved. Right. Yeah. Same. I yeah. Think, but I think they knew that they were kind of over, like maybe overdoing yeah. the, like catering well, they, to adults. They were intentionally kind of dark in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the, the rumor is that Snuffleupagus even was originally supposed to be like a LSD dream character or something. I don't know if that's true. But it's pretty weird. Who did you hear that from? Oh, you've never did heard that? Did your parents that? tell you that no. when you were a kid? Of course they did not. But that, <laughs> Ryan, that's a common rumor. No, that's a common rumor. <laughs> we're way off topic, but Trish Siegman's in here with us. This is going to be the best segment you hear all day. Uh, well, I should say all week, because really, compared to anything that's happened this week, this is the best. Probably all month. I have uncovered what I would consider to be a scandal in the TV show theme song world. And before we get to that, though, I, I told Trisha, be, before we get to the scandal part, come in. Actually, you didn't even know anything about this. I'm just, I'm spraying no, this, this on you. this is news. The only thing I asked you to Breaking do news. ahead of time was bring in what you would consider to be either your three favorite TV show theme songs or the, the three most famous that you could come up with. What'd you come up with? So I don't necessarily have a favorite, but when you ask, I thought about... Uh, the Friends theme song, because that's been on my mind lately. Oh, yeah, that's a very, very famous one. And then I thought about Twilight Zone, because you and I end up talking about Twilight Zone a lot. Do we? Mm-hmm. That's probably my fault, because it's my favorite. It's, if it's not my favorite show, it's one of my favorite shows I love ever. it. It's brilliant. I just think I think it's something we have in common, so it comes <clears throat> up a lot when we talk. So I thought about that theme song, and that's incredibly iconic. That one's on my list, too. And um, what was the other one I thought of? Oh, Law & Order. I've... I okay. don't know that I've ever watched a Law and Order episode all the way through, but that dun 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 that theme song to it. No, I know. I think I know what you're sticks. talking about. Now I don't have that one, but I have a ton of TV show theme songs. I started collecting them for absolutely no reason oh. in college, just because I thought it was fun. And we'd play games. We play like I don't know about drinking games, but kind of like drinking games. Not that there was any like sport to the drinking game, but just at parties, something to do where I would play TV show theme songs and the first one to guess it would win or whatever. Like a name that tune Yeah, game. I so love that. I'd just pull it up, you know. Twilight Zone. Yeah, and the first person that could yell it would get the point or whatever. And I don't know if we incorporated drinking into that or not. I'm sure we Probably. did. Probably. But yeah, this one's definitely, if not the most famous, one of the most famous. And the way I define that is if you played it, what percentage of the population of the United States would know it either quickly or at all. Mm-hmm. This one's got to be way up there. I also considered, let me let me pull up another one here, that I think has got to be one of the most famous, if not more than that one, just because it's more recent. And that is... How quickly did you come up with the Making name of that show? The world today takes Still haven't? Oh, you're kidding me. You ruined my point. <laughs> You don't know this theme song? Cheers? Yes. Cheers was before my time, too. I might be the worst person to do this segment with. Wow. Because I know nothing. Oh, my gosh. Well, you would have been fun at the parties then because so many of these, the first note everybody knew. What else you got? I want to do another one. All right, all right, all right. Well, one of them I thought would definitely be on the list. You would pick up like that. 
was the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. Oh, yeah. That was actually, when I was right? thinking about it, that's another show I never watched, but I love the theme song, too. Yeah. Super, super famous. Um, and I almost would have put this one ahead of that one, but just because of the reason that you just showed me, Fresh Prince is a little newer than this one. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's maybe a wider sl- swath of the population that would know Fresh Prince versus this one, but I'll play it. You tell me, because you, you really, like everybody in America should know all of these. Stanford and Sons? Ooh, you're close. Drop the T. Stan- Sanford and Sons. Sanford and Sons. Sanford and Sons. Another show I don't know. But you recognize it. But I know the theme song. Yeah. Because the theme songs are iconic. And that was the thing with Cheers, too. My ears perked up. I know that song. Yeah, I mean they're 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 so it, it's it's a fun game because these are they're so famous mm-hmm. and almost everybody is aware of most of these songs, but doesn't know it, and so you play them and I mean I'm talking about the most famous of the famous. Do you have Golden Girls on there too? That Ooh. was another one I thought of. The sing, thank you for sing being Golden a friend. Gr- thank you for being a friend. Thank no, you for being a that friend. one's super famous too. But I mean, there's so many. I mean, I'll just randomly pick one here and tell I, me that you tell me that you don't know this. It's embarrassing when I don't know them though. It is a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. Wait till it hits. Wait till it hits. Every kid has to know this one. Oh come on! Jensen? Yes, was it the was it the they gave it away? Uh-huh. There it is. There it is. Because see, that's the key. Is most of them the words will give it away because the the name of the song is in the words, right? So let me get to this. Uh, I mean, any other ones that you want to play before we get to the scandal no, part? I'm good. No. Are you sure? Break this news. All right. I don't even know how newsy this is, but it's something that I just discovered, and I think I think there's a cover up here. So you definitely will not know this theme song based on our conversation over the last five minutes. Great. But let me set it up for you. If you were roughly 12 years old in the early 90s and a boy, which you're not. Nope. You loved this theme song. It was like one that when you heard it, you went, oh my gosh, I got to watch TV right now. So I'll play it just for, you know, if you're, if you were. And then we'll see if I was a 12 year old boy. I want to see. Yeah. That's okay. the test. Is I, Great. <laughs> Trisha, come in here. I want to see <laughs> if you were a 12 year old boy in the nineties. So if, if you recognize the song right away, you'll know what I'm talking about. You're looking at me like you have no idea, which it's I expected. My song. Yeah, no, I have no idea. So this is the X Men theme song for the X Men cartoon. Oh wow! And it was I can't a big. How I missed that. Oh man, yeah. I mean, it was a big, big deal for that very narrow age group, right? Sure. And it, it's such a cool song that if if you're roughly in your late 30s or early 40s right now and you're a boy, you've probably looked this up on YouTube and seen. 
there's like a whole sub community of people who've covered this song, like rock bands and stuff that have covered that nah. song because it's so cool. It, it's you can this, hear the like Wolverine claws yeah, slashing in it. Exactly, it is kind of a cool song. And it's it's so it's such a like a memorable song for that age group of boys, which I'm in. That there's you know like people will cover the song like real rock bands will cover it and it's a big epic rock song when you do it so it's really cool and i suggest looking that up so i of course was doing that looking up cool theme songs because that's what i do and um some random hobby that i have for years for no reason like your end of the world films exactly random hobbies like that and this is one of them and it works well with radio because it's all audio. Yep. <laughs> so this one way better than the film stuff. Um, but I discovered that there's this scandal involving the X-Men theme song that apparently people say that it was ripped off. Well, I'm the like, okay. The original that you, you grew <clears throat> the up one loving? I, the one I just played is ripped off of another theme song Uh-oh. that was foreign. And so the the story goes that whoever composed this knew that this foreign theme song from probably the late set by watching the show and I can't tell what it's really about it's called Linda the policeman and I think it was only in Turkey from probably 1978 to 1980 or something like that just based on film quality and so nobody in the United States would have ever ever heard of this show and you'd be lucky if you heard of the show even in Turkey I don't think it was a big success right. it was a junk show and but the theme song, I'm going to play it for you. You tell me based on what you just heard if you think that that was ripped off because there there seems to be some substance to this. Let me find it here because. That's the main part, because then it just goes into her, and she's, like, shooting at Linda. the camera. Linda yeah, the Linda's police. shooting at the camera, Alec Baldwin style, and <laughs> it just soon. gets it gets too ridiculous. Soon. No, no, it's not too soon. It's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Weaving in another news story. But it, I, I think it really mm-hmm. does. So you're here. Okay, I'll go back to X-Men okay. now. Oh, there goes Linda. <laughs> It's real. I can hear it. Not the whole thing, but just that. Oh, who has to pay for that? Right? Childhood dreams and memories shattered. Exactly. I was very disappointed. Ah, I'm so sorry. Because it's such a cool theme song. Is somebody in trouble? So apparently the rumor is that there were lawsuits. Oh, yeah, they totally ripped that. But it's, it's really hard to find information on it because if there were lawsuits, they were buried. And somebody paid somebody off to just go away. Mm-hmm. And this, who knows even who was paying who off? Because Marvel, 
wouldn't have owned the TV. They would have sold the TV rights to somebody who then would have been the, the party that would have created this. So Marvel probably wasn't involved. And I don't think, you know, they sold the Disney recent, are they, all the movie rights have been bought by Disney, but they were by Fox. So was it Fox back then? I don't even know. But apparently there's, there's reality to this. And when you hear it, you're like, yeah, definitely. Oh, there's no, something that there. It's for sure a real thing. You can hear that. I, who raised the flag? And is anybody, is any wronged party actually complaining about this? Or is it just fans it's, caught on Now it? it's just the internet talking about it. Because like we just showed, there, there really is. I mean, that somebody heard that and ripped that off. Yes. Like there's almost no doubt that that happened. It's, it would be an incredible coincidence mm-hmm. if it didn't. But my, the big question kind of that I came to in thinking about this, and I wanted to pose to you before we ran out of time here, is that obviously happened in an era when you could get away with it. So if there is a lawsuit about this, it was much more recent than 1992 or whenever X-Men was running. And it's because of internet sleuths who somebody randomly found this old show and was like, oh man, that sounds just like the X-Men song. And then it became an internet thing. And then possibly a lawsuit came out of it. Although, again, hush-hush about that. Is is that a good thing? Like, basically, big question, is it better that we're so interconnected as a world now? Or did we lose something about the innocence of a different time by being so connected? Um, That was a, a very broad question, but I... And well-worded, I might my, It was extremely well-worded. You are a <laughs> you know master exactly. wordsmith. <laughs> Thank you. And I know exactly what you're asking. <laughs> I think that I personally miss a simpler time in a lot of ways when we weren't as connected. Because like you said, no, I don't think it's good that somebody could hear that song from Turkey and steal it and make money off of it. See, I don't even care about that, though. Right. I'm just saying, like, if it actuality, I don't think you should steal uh, one artist should steal another sure, artist's sure, work. Sure. But I do miss a time where we did not have access to all of those things and we got information differently. I feel like it was easier to process and to better appreciate that information and that media that we were consuming. I do too. Uh, there, there's a sense in which now, and we're, you know, we're in radio, we're up against this, that all media is against all media now. And you have to be the absolute best in the world to succeed at something. And it used to not be that way. And there's good things about that and there's bad things about that. The good is, as a consumer, you really are probably getting the best of the best that Mm -hmm. exists. And that's great. Well, that's that whole competition drives excellence or whatever the statement is. You're a you're a wordsmith too, Trisha. I know, my goodness. That's why you wake me up every Saturday <laughs> morning right. to come That's in right. here and stumble through. <laughs> no, and I agree with that. But at the same time, you know, the, I I remember back to watching something like Saturday Night Live, which is still on, so it, it's still relevant. But watching that and going, oh, you know what, I could do this better, or watching a TV show and saying I could do that better than that, and that may have been true, mm-hmm. and. Now everybody can try to do better than that. And so it's leveled the playing field in a way, but it also means that it's niched everything out so much that you don't necessarily have to be the best. I'm, I'm, I'm all over my points here, but you don't have to be the best at being a broadcaster anymore. You can be the best at determining what, what Pokemon did well 
from 1998 through 2002. Like so niche. You can be so niche and not really even be that great at it, but just find that niche and have a huge audience. Like all 55,000 people in the world that really love Pokemon cards in that one year that you've made a podcast out of. You're a rock star. You're huge to them. Yep. You're huge, but you're terrible, you yep. know? So it's it's raised the bar in a way, but it's also fragmented everything so badly that we don't have as much shared culture. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking now, like, even us at 97.1, you know, if you listen to political radio or talk radio you know us well. And so like we went to that parade last weekend at the Veterans Day parade in Florissant. Yep. Man, a lot of those people they're like, "Hey, I love Wiggins America," or they're saying hi to Mark Cox and and Annie Fry and you guys and I'm doing the MC and they're mm-hmm. everybody's waving at you guys. But but everybody else there is completely unaware that we exist and it's like that pretty much across all media now. And not just radio, not just TV. <clears throat> like if you're going to be big You've got to be Chris Evans in the latest Avengers movie. And if you're not that person or you're not kind of part of the legacy, like a Law & Order show or something like, there's very little high art. And by by high art, I mean stuff that we all know about left. Oh, I agree. Well, and the Internet's made it interesting, too. I was thinking about this with all of the new like all of the streaming services and Netflix puts their own shows out and Hulu puts their own shows mm-hmm. out and Amazon puts their own shows out, even to be an actor anymore. It, it used to be like, oh, Hollywood actors and actresses. And these people are relatively famous in their own right, or these shows get big. But these are, they're a dime a dozen. There yeah. are so many acting gigs now. There are so many roles out there to be filled and so many products and so many platforms. And like the whole studio structure, the whole Hollywood structure has changed completely. So it's our industry and we have to know like what makes us good at what we do is knowing what our lane is and staying in it and like pushing those boundaries a little bit here and there to make sure that we're welcoming to everybody but also understanding what our audience wants is is a big part of our job it's true it makes it a little more frustrating because you know we talk about the conservative message a lot and just I think my personal frustration and maybe Annie's or, or, or other people who are like Mandalorian, this is the way like we can solve a lot of these problems. Mm-hmm. Just listen to the solutions. But it's we're so fragmented that a lot of people will never even hear those solutions. And it frustrates me as a conservative, even though we have a great big voice and more than most people do. It's still like we want we want this to get bigger and more people to hear these solutions. And, and you know, if you're listening to this, you, you get what I'm saying because you're probably conservative too. And you're like, you know, there are solutions to the supply chain problems. There are solutions to, uh, you know, inflation or whatever we're talking about any given day. There's solutions to the immigration problem. They're all, they're all easy solutions. But there's a huge portion of the population that just doesn't want anything to do with hearing them mm-hmm. and really doesn't even want to acknowledge that they're problems. I'm getting kind of off the point here. Yeah, but. but I mean, back to bring it back, those people can still be entertained and still informed without it. it there are so many options to and make people feel yeah. informed and entertained. And that's what's frustrating about the yeah. Hollywood system that you're talking about and why we complain so much about mainstream media and Hollywood, because they preach this dogma that works its way into everything that the average person who will never engage in a political talk show or 
really political discussion at all, will never hear those things, <clears throat> but just believe, well, th this is the way things are because that's the way I see Hollywood acting or the way I see my favorite shows behaving, you know, mm -hmm. like th these are the mores of our culture because that's what friends told me is what it is, you know? So it's, it's just kind of frustrating to me in a way that th those shared values are no longer there, but at the same time, we're in such a place of fragmentation that, and, and the mainstream is so controlled by the same ideologies that it's necessary for us to have fragmentation. Otherwise, people like us would almost have no voice left. Whereas 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even further, those mainstream voices did allow conservative thought within them a little bit more. Not entirely, but mm -hmm. a little bit more. Anyway, that's a long segment. We've come a long way. Yes. Thank goodness you're such a master with words. <laughs> Thank you. Do you remember where we started? No idea. We started on theme songs. And we'll go out on theme songs. You got to know this one, right? Yes. Thank you. And thank you for being here, Trisha. Thank you for having me. Just a short time here before the end of the show. So uh, a story that's gone under the radar I wanted to report on before we run out of time here. Have you been following anything in the Middle East? There hasn't been a whole lot of reporting ever since Afghanistan, but uh, this happened this week. So Houthi rebels, they are a faction of basically terrorists. Well, not basically. They're a faction of terrorists within Yemen. Um, they operate outside the official Yemeni government. And they seem to be really at odds. You know, some of these terrorist organizations, they seem to be in cahoots with the government at times. These guys don't. It seems like Yemen really tries to tamp them down and they keep coming back. Uh, these guys are known for absolutely brutal attacks, including the firing of rockets into civilian population centers, the torture and execution of journalists, religious minorities like Christians, political opponents, and human rights activists. And they also grab up child soldiers and train them up starting at uh, as young as 11 years old. So these are bad, bad dudes, and uh, they have taken the U.S. Embassy in Yemen. Now, one of the reasons you're probably not hearing about this is because there are no American citizens that are taken hostage. If there were any there, they are not part of the hostage situation. But these are all <clears throat> Yemen citizens who are friendlies to America, which is why they were in the embassy. And this is a direct result of what we did in Afghanistan. I should say what... Joe Biden did in Afghanistan. We said at the time, everybody said it, not just us, but everybody was saying this. This makes us look pathetic and weak in the Middle East. So what happens when you look pathetic and weak to a terrible, brutal enemy? They take advantage of you. Iran is funding these Houthi rebels in Yemen. They did not do that under Trump. Here's the difference, actually. I'm going to read from the National Review article here. It says, within a month of taking office, President Joe Biden removed the foreign terrorist organization designation placed on the Houthis by the Trump administration. So the designation had cut off the Houthis from financial support and other material resources that could be routed through U.S. banks or other American institutions. Trump cut that off. And you saw Iran on its heels. You, you saw basically almost no terrorism for four years because he was so aggressive in rooting it out through means like this. You know, we would do drone strikes. We killed some top-level terrorists. But we also would do things like this that make practical sense. And it basically squashed it. And there were finally 
Middle East peace accords happening. Well, that stuff's come to a halt. It's not as if the peace accords have fallen apart. The ones that existed still exist, but no additional have happened other than the very, very beginning of the Biden uh, regime. So what we have here is the natural result of terrible policy and weak leadership. You're going to see Iran resurge to the global stage. They're going to continue now to fund terrorists throughout the Middle East. And you're going to see stuff like this more and more and more as the days go on. And it is unfortunate and it is completely avoidable, just like most crises that we're dealing with. It is sad and it is just, it's just avoidable. It's avoidable. And when you ask the question, why, you know, that's what we do a lot, you know, here in talk radio is we, there's a news item. And since we're not just reporters, you know, we're talkers and we're opinion people. We ask the question, well, why, why is this happening? Whatever it is. And in the case of Joe Biden and this very, very far left administration that we were not expecting to have, we thought he was supposed to be a moderate, right? That's why if you were in the middle, you voted for him. Well, it seems as if he is so far left that he is actively, uh, the question why, he's trying to destroy our own interests across the world and domestically. And it's, it's sad to watch. And I don't want to leave you on a down note. So I will say that I do believe that there is, there is some good ahead. Um, and I'm not just talking about the 2022 midterms. That'll stem the tide quite a bit. So we got about a year. Uh, of holding this stuff back and if we can focus on (laughs) these spending bills that'll never happen for a long time and they just keep spinning their wheels that's a good thing Uh, but I just believe that God's got plans for America yet to come that's where I'll leave you it's the end of Wiggins America thank you for tuning in this morning pick up the podcast if you didn't hear the whole show and you want to it's at 971talk.com get more at 971talk.com we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 